listeners, uh, on today's Apple Treats episode uh, with Danis, we are discussing uh, hot Apple world news. Uh, there is one to talk about. Yeah, so we, we've, uh, we've not been here for these two weeks, and um, I think a lot of things happened during this, uh, these two weeks. I propose we would start with something um, interesting for those who are publishing their apps. Uh, so probably everybody uh, knows that the uh, court uh, ruling is uh, published for the Epic uh, Games, uh, the Apple case. So Epic wanted to have their own app store uh, and uh, their own payment system and everything. And the court took, I actually don't remember how, how long it was like, iterating and there were like uh, a lot of news on the documents shared during that uh, hearings. but. As of now, there is a decision which obviously Epic uh, appealed. So the only win for Epic was that they are allowed to use to to guide users to uh, other payment methods, right? And uh, interestingly, I mean, I was reading some of the editorials on the court ruling. It mean it doesn't mean that Apple might not take their thirty uh, percent cut of that money. So even if you use your own payment system, it doesn't mean you don't have to pay Apple. So, and in all other cases, so basically, uh, uh, court does not dis- does not allow to um, to or does not force Apple to allow other app stores. Uh, does not allow anything else. So basically, it was like pretty simple solution, which was uh, almost in uh, Apple's favor. Uh, favor, right? Arina, what do you think about this particular ruling? Uh, I I don't think that Epic Games uh, got a big win, but uh, some maybe <laughs> of this uh, decision. I don't know um, uh, how how they will uh, use it. Uh, it's uh, like um, think uh, but will be a battle of. Um, uh, legal's father. Yeah, the, the, definitely this saga will continue, and then now with the appeal, they, I don't know. I mean, uh, Epic Games now representing Tencent, the Chinese Chinese company who owns the Epic Games, so they probably they will try to move on with that and uh, to continue hearings. Uh, although this probably the only be, uh, beneficial from all of these are lawyers, I think. <laughs> like really, they. they the longer it gets, like, don't think there will be much changes there. But uh, interestingly, during this time, there is also um, South Korea and Japan who uh, issued the legislation in terms of allowing other payment methods on the uh, app store. So to something, uh, some things up, it basically means that you will be allowed to. Uh, Link users to your own website for the account creation for the readers, uh, reader apps, which was the exemption uh, for app store apps which do not use the um, uh, in-app purchases. And now, and there was a restriction that you were basically allowed to uh, use the content, but you are not allowed to create an account in the application. So you basically, and you cannot link to somewhere else. So you basically 
uh, the user might create might need to create an account in advance and then download the app and log in with that account. So now you will be allowed to um, link to your site, create account there, pay for the service probably, and so on. I'm not sure if Apple will allow that on all markets and they will have like uh, unified guidelines or they will have like, uh, this is allowed on the Japan market, this is allowed on the South Korea market and this is allowed on the US market and this is not allowed on like any other markets. And as far as I know, there are some hearings on the uh, European Union. They also have something um, similar going on there. So. Again, I kind of expect that Apple will follow these particular steps. So they will allow you to use other payment methods, not on within the app, but rather like with the link to your site. But to be honest, I think that will not change much. I mean, like users like simplicity and uh, in-app purchases are simple in terms of like making them. And you don't have to put your um, uh, card there and you... It's easier to monitor what what you're paying for. Like all the subscriptions are in the same place now, and you can cancel them not from the app, but rather from the your account settings, like Apple ID settings. So it's easier, and um, even if you will be able to pay less um, on the site where you have to put your uh, credit card or something, that might not be uh, such a good. Uh, idea for all the users. So again, I, I don't, I don't think that's a big win for um, uh, for Epic. Uh, yeah, I can agree with you. I think it will be uh, country specific because uh, these Asian countries are pretty isolated, and I think Apple uh, like afraid to lose this market, so they uh, do this such specific rules for them. Uh, so. Uh, they w- won't lose American market, so they can give their rules there. <laughs> so that's yeah. And uh, like uh, I'm wondering, uh, so for they being a such advocates of a privacy, they are switching uh, off private relay in Russia and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> removing uh, like uh, applications from a Russian store. And uh, like uh, they publicly uh, refused to FBI to make a backdoor, and here, and I'm wondering if it will be illegal in Afghanistan to get education for women. Will they remove educational apps for them? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And I read a report uh, that they basically removed the applications from the market. I mean, we are talking about like smart working app, which was. Um, uh, used to find the candidate to oppose the ruling party in Russia, and it it was a uh, there was a report that um, Apple and Google received uh, like threat with uh, from the government uh, saying that there will be um, arrests made on the employees of the local companies. So and there were even like like the names listed in the uh, in the in the mail and or in the message which they received so it was basically like either you remove the application or we will arrest and uh, probably sue and again probably these guys might end up in jail so that was like direct threat to the employees of the companies i can't expect actually that this might change the business model of for both Google and Apple in Russia. I'm, I'm not sure about that that will happen, but it might mean that they will 
probably put less people in Russian offices and uh, they will definitely not uh, open any development centers here. Uh, I'm not sure. Again, I can't speak for, uh, speak for Apple or Google on their future actions, but this particular um, threat might be used as something which is uh, like you you need to be careful dealing with this particular country, right? And uh, therefore, I I don't know. I mean, and as of Afghanistan, <laughs> honestly, I don't know what will happen with that country. I mean, this is something like the story develops too fast, and it's already seen uh, seen that there, there are a lot of problems there. And uh, not to get into much of the details, but. Uh, uh, I mean, like, as, um, officially, they are referenced to that it's illegal in Russia uh, to be published this application. So, uh, I mean, uh, that there are some um, um, uh, common human values, like uh, human health, uh, like, uh, um, you know, freedom and so on, yeah. uh, and they are advocates of it. Like you know, privacy and so. Uh, I would agree. Yeah. It 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 definitely needs some clarification. I I I would like to hear that. So basically, yes, they said that this is the due to uh, law restrictions and uh, uh, the the reading on the uh, like the that the private relay which basically hides your IP from the sites you visit uh, is also turned off due to legal restrictions, but. Uh, before this release, I mean, like during the whole summer, Russia was in the list of countries where this feature will be available. So they basically turned it off like instantly, just within the this uh, particular moment. So, um, I uh, <laughs> again, I don't know. I mean, let's see how how that will develop and uh, if Apple will make any announcements here or um, will change something here. Um, there is. Um, uh, there is a question here on the chat. We will end up, uh, we, we will cover this question later on. So thank you. And uh, yeah, if you are watching us, please ask the question. So the question is uh, related to the uh, AirTag API. I think we might cover that when we will get to the iOS 15 features. And uh, uh, by the way, uh, since we are already like going that direction, uh, it's all started not with the release of the, of the operating systems, but rather with the uh, Apple event. California streaming. Um, so first of all, Irina, did you watch it? Uh, I watched it uh, next day because uh, I was busy that me, uh, evening, and I think I need uh, like more vacation to adopt all camera features uh, in US. <laughs> in uh... so, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I think we can go through the like the devices which were announced. I mean, like literally the the. Um, the event and the aftermath uh, was like basically praising one thing and dismissing all the others. Uh, like okay, okay. So, what do you think about the iOS 13? Is it oh sorry, iPhone 13? So, is it something um, worth uh, upgrading to, or how do you think? Uh, you know, uh, when they announce like uh, better cameras, it always uh, does it things that's uh, such a significant thing. But when I buy it, and uh, I, for example, I can see that uh, in the night, my photo much better than photo of my husband. <laughs> uh, so I was uh, showing him, oh, you can look at it. <laughs> um, uh, so I, 
at the moment doesn't uh, things uh, looks like I need it, but uh, I'm pretty sure when I will have it, I will I will be happy. I will be satisfied with it. <laughs> I, I actually like one particular thing uh, about the new phones. Like, yes, the cameras are uh, like increasingly better and they are like amazing and everything. Yeah, true. I mean, uh, honestly true. I mean, I, I do like uh, using iPhone as the primary uh, camera now. I mean, you, it's much easier to like have it with you rather than um, taking the bulky uh, full frame mirror or mirrorless camera with you. But like the the cameras aside, the battery is increased, and not just like battery, but the battery time, and that seems to be a good improvement. I mean, we'll need to see how it works in the reality, but it looks like the um, you will be able to use the, uh, your phone for the whole day without any compromises. I mean, you can use the camera, you can use the AR features, or anything else and you will be still able to like put it uh, to the charging only in the evening uh, but... you know, uh, even now i don't uh, feel uncomfortable with charging my iphone and i think it's uh, enough for whole day even when i'm traveling so using navigation and so uh, unlike an apple watch so and i think maybe a new version of apple watch uh, will look like uh, apple words uh, watch serves the user not user serves the apple watch because it was uh, uh before like uh, always taking care of them and thinking oh i need to have something is this so like a tamagotchi i need to take care of my apple watch to make them work i would certainly agree with you i'm proud owner of apple watch and i um sometimes like you have to plan your day so you will be able to put your watch to the charger properly. And like, this is this trouble. And um, probably one of the features of the new Apple Watch is the new screen and that's it. And even the uh, chip inside the Apple Watch is the same. Uh, the system on chip is upgraded and uh, it seems that it might have better, uh, better life, but uh, not much of the improvements. Um, which which is interesting. I mean, I would uh, I expected that there will be, and there were a lot of rumors that they will follow the uh, flat edge design of the iPhone, and there were like other features coming to to Apple Watch, and uh, they basically put the new uh, new screen, which which is nice. And, um, and which is apart from that, like yeah, <laughs> but it seems it seems that you if you have Series Six or even probably series five that doesn't mean that you have to upgrade to, to that and that's actually a good thing <laughs> especially for those who bought the series six and uh, they don't have to rush for the new version you they can they can have like one year off uh, at least for the watches like the, the phones it's something like you you might to uh might want to like discuss but uh watches you can skip like or if you like the new color <laughs> Um, but one one announcement is like something which was praised a lot, and that's the new iPad Mini. Um, it follows the design of the iPad Air, uh, new iPad Air, and uh, it also has the flat edges. It has 5G, and it has the A15 chip, which is basically on the, the same chip as the uh, new iPhones have. It's a little bit uh, like slowed down, but I'm not sure. We I, I didn't find any. Uh, like uh, true comparison in terms of performance for the iPad Air and the new iPad Mini. 
it might be that this new mini is even faster than last year's uh, iPad Air. Um, looks like an interesting thing to have. Uh, I would personally want larger uh, tablet because I, I prefer to use it, try to use it as a as a laptop. But uh, I definitely think that there will be a lot of users for the for the new uh, iPad Mini. Uh, Do you think so? so? Uh, yes, and uh, you just said that you uh, trying to use it instead laptop. Yeah, I have a Pro um, with the laptop case and even the trackpad, so it looks like um, a laptop and the pencil and combined all together. That's actually an interesting, uh, interesting device. It works good. Um, I believe we already said that, but <laughs> it's worth repeating. The Microsoft Teams on iPad works less bad than it works on macOS. That's my personal opinion, but it's easier to use uh, Teams on an iPad, and it probably sometimes works faster than it works on uh, on a MacBook. Therefore, I'm like using this for the, some of the office work. I'm using that for the Document you basically you can code yet. We expect that to change soon when the new uh, playgrounds and uh, the new apps you will be able to create on the iPad. But as of now, it's uh, it's a good device to cover the like non-programming needs. Uh, I probably like somebody probably will be able to find the way to use that as a programmer. But as of now, for me, it looks like a device which like covers your uh, non-programming needs of the laptop. And it do, uh, it, I actually think that even the simple iPad, which was also announced on this event, might suit you. I mean, it's kind of still powerful. A13 chip is quite good. And um, the, reason, the device is reasonably priced. You can use that for many things. And uh, you can use the older generation, uh, first generation uh, pencil there. You can have a keyboard for that, for that and like, this is a, uh, probably we might see that the laptops will actually uh, be the, the like for only for professionals, like somebody who definitely needs laptop, and the consumers might like entirely skip uh, laptops now altogether, like fully migrating to the tablets. At least I think so. I mean, I'm maybe not the good predictor of the future, but uh, it looks like that. Uh, so, universal control feature, is it the one you are waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, since we're starting to go going to the iOS 15, macOS, yes, I'm, I'm really, really waiting for the universal control, but it doesn't work now. And it actually might not work when the macOS Monterey will be released. So we will still need to wait for this feature later this or maybe even next year. But Let's uh, let's start with the iOS 15. So it was released yesterday on Monday. Uh, I mean, this was truly in interesting thing to see. I was looking into this uh, software update uh, section of the settings, and it was showing this banner like uh, look of these new shiny features in iOS 15. And then there was like iOS 14.8, uh, and your iPhone software is up to date. Weird. Like, yeah, where's the update? The only thing I didn't uh, know exactly at that time is that you need to scroll this particular uh, window to, to get this small 
option to actually install the iOS 15. This option becomes visible if you uh, click on that banner uh, telling you about the new features of the iOS 15. So um, that's not like uh, updates were before. It's definitely something, something different. And uh, it might be that Apple trying to like limit the bandwidth. So you not all users will be installing it immediately and like basically the whole uh, uh, content delivery network goes down. I'm not sure. I mean, again, I, I don't know why why that happened, but uh, inst I, I did. I was able to install um, iOS, iPadOS, uh, tvOS, watches. And by the way, the watches and the tvOS were installing like just fine as uh, as before. It's only the uh, iOS and iPadOS were, were needed this small trick, and you need to like, basically do some extra steps to actually find this update. And the the wording like your so. Uh, your software is up to date is a bit misleading. Yes, it's up to date for the 14 version, but like we have whole new iOS 15 there. Why I need to look for it like specifically? That that was weird. Do you think? And I still not on the 15th because uh, when I'm trying to update, I see the, an error. So uh, if somebody uh, has such issue and can't upgrade, please comment us here. Um, or if you have yeah. any strange behavior, please uh, write in the comments as well. So yeah, I think we, we can basically address now one of the questions here. And it's not definitely uh, related to the iOS 15. It was announced on the uh, WWDC. So the question is regarding the API for AirTags. Yes, there is no such a thing yet. And uh, the only closest thing we have is the nearby communications, which allows you to use uh, ultra wideband chip uh, on the on your phone and uh, like basically limits to just a couple of latest generation of the phones and um, having this chip you are able to uh, precisely navigate in the uh, like nearby world and the update for the nearby communications include uh, like third party accessories so you can use this framework to communicate with uh, third party devices but again not with the apple AirTags. they are not covered by this particular api uh the question is why i don't know <laughs> why, why did apple do that yeah it's still not tested good i think it's not ready uh, and and while yeah. you are trying to explain uh, uh, why they have such a process to update uh, iOS 15, maybe it's just a bug. <laughs> no, some specific. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it also could be like the layouts are hard, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they may may might wanted this uh, option be to just to be a, like at the uh, bottom part of the screen, and they just some forgot something, and it. Yeah, it it also could be the case. True. Um, as regards to the uh ultra wideband yes uh, it's one of the features which also doesn't work in russia <laughs> we we like uh, the, our country needs some other countries which uh prohibit usage of the ultra wideband uh technology uh, they might uh, enable that later on there are some rumors that uh apple was allowed testing these uh frequencies but uh not yet so even with the third-party devices, even with the phones, we still cannot test it here. We need to go to other countries in order to make uh, these changes. But the technology itself is actually interesting in terms of uh, making AR experience more, how would I say that? So they are more immersive. So you, you, you will be able to communicate with devices and you will know 
exact direction to that device. You will know the exact distance to that device. And uh, that works much better than the Bluetooth. And uh, probably this whole thing uh, regarding the nearby communications is not targeted for this generation iPhones. It, from my perspective, it is something which will be used on the Apple glasses, which they will be announced. So it's it's not you you need to be familiar with the framework you need to be familiar with how it works and how to use it and when the glass will be announced you will be ready to write apps for that so that's my take on that i'm not again might not be uh, the good predictor of the future as i said but uh, it clearly for me clearly <laughs> looks that way probably we can go through other parts of the of this release uh, um Irina, would you like to cover that uh, bug which allows you to get to the notes? <laughs> uh, yes, maybe it's uh, just backdoor for FBI. Oh, <laughs> the uh, cybersecurity expert uh, from Spanish uh, here in general told that uh, Apple irresponsible for reported security bugs. And it was the reason why he published it on the release day. Uh, he was able with Siri and uh, voiceover uh, to get uh, uh, to notes and uh, get their con content. Yeah, and uh, I also read the report. He actually tried to contact Apple previously on this uh, lock screen bypass and uh, there were some issues with the bug bounty program. He was not paid properly, as far as I understand. And uh, the, basically, they closed one part of this lock screen bypass, but not entirely. And therefore, he decided just to publish it uh, in the wild and uh, not wait for the uh, rewards for the bug bounty program. So um, maybe Apple will like try to be more... Uh, more... more mm, more, will have more attention to the reports through the background here and be more uh, kind to those who or something like but as of now it seems that uh, there was probably it was some bad communication maybe something else and the the, the researcher was angry on the team who was uh, dealing with his case and therefore he basically published an instruction for that and uh, as far as I can see like the, you probably can disable Siri to prevent that from happening. So that's maybe one of the options which you can uh, use uh, until Apple fixes the, this particular vulnerability. And uh, like, don't leave your phones uh, unattended. Um, one more thing I would like to, to mention. So the SharePlay, uh, one of the frameworks I'm waiting for uh, is not yet here. <laughs> uh, it's not the part of the official release. They uh, said that before, so we need to wait later this year for this um, framework to be, uh, become available. Uh, but it looks like interesting thing to me and uh, being able to communicate with others, not through the just through the FaceTime, but rather through uh, some your, uh, apps of your own. That's kind of interesting. And uh, I'm even doing uh, one of the conference uh, talks soon on how we can use this technology combined with other technologies to make uh, more interesting experiences uh, for uh, for business use, uh, so that might uh, hint. But the talk will be in Russian, so probably not a, not a good uh, place to uh, advertise this particular talk. Um, and we and probably need to mention, yeah? I know you liked uh, new maps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, 
they definitely look much better now. And uh, in Russia, they also now finally have the uh, the uh, buildings on the map. And there were a lot of cities where there was just roads and emptiness. <laughs> and now we, you can actually see the buildings, and that's that's great. I mean, I was waiting for that a long a long time. And um, uh, the uh, the look and feel of the map changed, so it's they look more. Uh, more polished, and if you look into cities like uh, San Francisco or uh, I don't know Cupertino, you might see some buildings uh, with nice 3D details. Like I don't know, you can see the Apple Park in the night with the lights uh, and everything, and uh, or you can see some interesting places in San Francisco or some other cities where where they have these. Uh, uh, it basically looks like nice 3D game. <laughs> so you like navigate through the, some world created by um, some designers of, of that particular game. But that's actually the maps of the cities. Um, another thing I like about the new release, and probably we, we might need to wrap up soon with, uh, with this new feature. So the focus modes, and this is something uh, really, really interesting to me um, uh, because I I'm one of those who are like try to put the put the silence uh, phone to silence and everything because you need to work and uh, you need to spend less time. But then you might uh, skip something like your I don't know uh, calendar uh, appointment or uh, the message which is important from the um, I don't know like somebody sends your important message over the iMessage or I don't know Telegram or anything else and you like you have to enable these uh, notifications and then the whole other notifications come in. So yeah, that's that was terrible. I'm now trying to set up my work focus mode, my um, like I don't know evening focus mode, and I now have my uh, podcasting focus mode when nothing comes through. <laughs> so we can basically do this podcast here. Uh, we'll see how it will work next. I mean. Um, I really hope that there, like there is a new API for the notifications, which might might mark some notifications as time sensitive, which will be able to come through your uh, work filter, for example. And I just hope that the retailers and other um, vendors will not be using this time sensitive flag for the notifications if they're sending their regular spam, like here's the new deals for something. Uh, if they do, then uh, you will probably again will have to just immediately to turn these notifications off, and at least for some focus modes. And uh, we'll see. I mean, it's definitely a step into right direction. We'll see how you will be able to like shape your day properly. And uh, for for one day of usage, it's already better. I was able to work without a lot of notifications coming to me and I was able to see them later when uh, I just put off my work. I looked into my lock screen and I was like, yeah, this is uh, something unimportant, but uh, probably I would like to see that in, in the evening. So th this is good. This is something uh, uh, I like about it. And the last thing before we uh, wrap with up, Safari. <laughs> uh, there were a lot of people uh, complaining about the new design of Safari and Apple actually improved the design so they returned the separate address bar and you have separate tab bar. But one feature which is, uh, I don't know how to call it, but it's it seems to be a good thing. I'm, I'm not sure if I will still be able to use it improperly, but the tab groups, 
which are synced across your devices, including macOS, because you can have um, Safari 15 for the macOS, Big Sur and Catalina. Uh, you can put your uh, open tabs into separate groups, for example, like work, uh, I know, tickets. Uh, I do have like podcasting uh, tab group where I have some resources for that. And you can switch between them. And uh, I was able to like put into these groups my more than 100 open tabs. Yes, I I have like open tabs on many different devices and I was able to separate them. And by the way, during this process, I was able to close a lot of them and that's a good thing. And how, how um, many open tabs do you have? Uh, now I have less than 100, <laughs> but more than 50. Uh, yeah, it, it's st I still have to close some of them. And uh, there are some articles I really want to read. <laughs> and I... Yeah, this is something. So I, it's such a great piece. They will come outdated. Um, and I'm sure. wondering, are you of that people who have a thousand of unread emails? No, no, that no, no. <laughs> this one is not. So I'm trying to uh, read emails and uh, archive them, or make uh, if I need to respond and I can't respond now, I make uh, a reminder item to respond to a particular email and. Uh, Reminders in macOS and iOS, they have now linked to the ma mail app back. So if you see that reminder, you tap on it and you get to a mail app and you can compose your response uh, from that. So I heavily use reminders now, and that turns out to be a good feature in terms of like we might like, probably do something about like time management in the future episodes. But I'm trying to use Apple native apps uh, for that. and the reminders is probably really really underestimated tool it, it can do a lot and uh, it helps a lot and it can give you notifications on the time on the uh, like your location or on and you can include a lot of information into reminder in order to complete your action so honestly this is one of the greatest tool there and they updated that in the new release but updated in a way so they didn't break the existing functionality. So I'm really uh, thankful for, for that. Um, so to be honest, this release was okay for me. Um, unfortunately, we do not have that shiny like uh, scanning of the text for Russian language, but the English language works okay. It detects the, the text on the images on or the camera. Uh, that's, you will need, I believe, iPhone XS or XS, uh, at as minimum device to support this feature, but it works. And uh, I, I had some troubles with Define My Network after the update, and I had to restart the device in order to make this work. And uh, some other iCloud sync features were not able, so uh, were not working directly after the upgrade. So I had to reboot the devices after the upgrade, and then everything worked okay. So that was my uh, small uh, issues I, I encountered after the after the upgrading the, the hardware. But apart from that, this like they mostly work. Uh, and pro probably like as of now, for the one day of usage, it's okay release. I mean, it's it's nice. Uh, did you try to uh, drag and drop uh, between apps in iPhone? I tried. It's a little bit clunky, um, but it, it works. And again, I saw uh, in your real life. No, <laughs> I mean, I still got used to copy something to the clipboard and uh, pasting it back. So 
this approach when you have to use two fingers on the phone, one is dragging, another is switching uh, switching the apps. It looks a little bit, I don't know, maybe something will happen and I will adjust to that. But as of now, it's mostly uh, not my flow uh, yet. Uh, probably I have to to try that more <laughs> and get uh, and maybe I will get used to that. For musicians, it's okay for playing piano, oh, yeah. <laughs> guitar. <laughs> probably, or maybe that will make me a musician, or I will let me might improve my like multitasking skills. My role, but, yeah, you will be able to use both hands simultaneously, and that will uh, like uh, make your uh, coordination better. Like who knows? Maybe that's something like they had in mind. <laughs> So, but by the way, um, we do not see any reports in chat in terms of um, problems with the uh, with the updating. But if you have something, uh, get to us through Telegram, to Twitter, post your um, uh, like your impressions of the new releases or new phones. And uh, I might be having iPhone 13 later this year. I'm not trying to get it uh, on the launch date yet. I'm like, still thinking about that but i might get and i will probably try the new cameras uh, so i might report on these in some of our future episodes but that won't be something like unboxing the phone video with the, with the guys uh, um, there are already such videos on the youtube so if you want to you can uh, probably look into those and uh, we will see and i again i might be interested more in how you can use this uh, new camera features as a developer and uh, probably that's uh, more into AV Foundation to check. And uh, we might we, we might ask somebody with good experience on the AV Foundation to join us and to talk about the new cameras. We probably need to do that, something like that. Uh, yes, and also please write us in the comments or uh, chats uh, if you want us to cover some topic or something like this, or maybe some guests you would like to hear. Uh, please yes. write us about this uh, as well. Yeah, we would really uh, welcome any of your feedback. And by the way, if you're listening to us on uh, Apple Podcast, please, like, if you're already here at the end of the podcast, you can definitely spend some time making a rating and, and writing the comments. That really, really helps us. Please, we don't have any ads, we don't have anything else, but we really need your feedback there. Like, any honest feedback will uh, be great. If that's five stars, that's much better. But uh, like any star number <laughs> will be uh, great. And with that, we probably need to wrap up, right? Right. So thanks, everybody, for joining. Yeah, thank you. And uh, see you next time in two weeks. See you.